I'll tell you something. This is a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun, and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doo out of your assholes. <laughs> I gotta be crazy. Holy shit. Dad, you wanna ask for something? Don't touch! Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever the hell you listen to us. This is the Fear the Walking Dead cast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott McGregor. I'm here with the Hugheses, Beth and Brian. Say hello, folks. Take a bow. Hello, folks. Taking a bow. <laughs> Taking not, a bow. I am not taking a bow after I hit my head last week, so. Oh. <laughs> Besides, I'm sitting in a chair. It's kind of, I'd hit my, hit my desk or something else. I should have done this off off-recorded show because now people will be disappointed but originally Dr. Dr. Professor Alan Middleton is going to be with us but um, something came up and he just said to say hello to everyone out there in audience land and he will get on a uh, an episode of um, of this before the end of the uh, season nice. to be sure you know I've been told we would have to chain him to something to keep him away so I uh, hope and <laughs> always like having Professor Allen on. But uh, I I somehow managed to beg you into doing the synopsis this week, Brian, so I will let you get at it, and I'm going to sit back and enjoy for a change. Yay. Okay, all right. Well, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 10, titled Do Not Disturb, was uh, written by, is that Lawrence uh, Lawrence Signorino? Signorino. Signorino. I'm just going to go with that. Directed by Michael McDonald. Now, the latest episode of the show opens back at the close, back at close to the beginning of the infected outbreak. We see a wedding reception with many guests in the ballroom of a hotel somewhere in Mexico. As the bride dances with her father, the mother informs the hotel staff that they'll be leaving right away as the infected outbreak is getting worse and they want to be north of the border before it gets closed. Within just a few minutes of this conversation, the father of the bride collapses on the dance floor from what appears to be a fatal heart attack. Many gather around as the family tries to revive the father, one giving him chest compressions, the bride giving him mouth-to-mouth in what is one of the most easily telegraphed moments on the show. The father dies, turns, and starts to chew on his daughter's cheek. And didn't you find that really, really quick when it happened? His turn just, bam, dead, start chewing. Oh, yeah, you know, it was... (laughs) It really did. You said they didn't even bother, you know, trying the pretense of, of tension. It was just like, yeah, this is going to happen. It's, it's, it'll move the plot along eventually. And, uh, right. yeah, <laughs> they had to get it in before the opening credits. So no judgment, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Now, the hotel staff, led by a woman who appears to be very much in charge, leaves the ballroom, locking everyone else in there. I, I guess they don't have fire exits in Mexico. And that was that was my first thought, you know, when when she locked that one door. Well, aren't they going to be able to get out any other fire exits? And of course, they don't necessarily have codes like we do. But that also bothered me. Yeah, I can't believe like the biggest, isn't it? Like the ritziest hotel. I can't imagine they don't have something in place for that. But right, right, right. Again, the show has kind of flimsy logic at times. We're just going to have to. <laughs> Give them a pass occasionally. Hopefully they'll tighten it up. But Yeah. Well, we come back from the break uh, to see the first sign of Travis and Chris since the midseason finale. 
Travis is still suffering from the messed up feet he gained by running after Chris with no shoes. Though he did finally get some shoes thanks to the homeowner Chris held hostage, his feet are more likely getting infected as he's limping worse than Nick does on average. Now Travis spots the Griswold family POS station wagon and decides to hotwire it. At the same time, Chris spots a taqueria and wants to check that out on his own. Travis resists but finally lets Chris go on his own as long as he promises to come back running if he sees anything. Naturally, Chris broke his promise. He walks in, sees freshly killed mom and pop that ran to taqueria, and he didn't run. Instead, he listens to the talk of whoever killed mom and pop and notices they left a big can of beans and some water on the counter. But before he can completely make off with all of it, some infected come in from the back door. Now, Chris quickly dispatches... Okay, I want to say... Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I don't think that, that he killed them. I don't think that n- neither one of those three guys did it. And I'll, it, I'll tell you why. Because when... When, um, when he or uh, Chris grabbed the guy's head and uh, the uh, walker's head and stuck a knife in it, mm-hmm. he looked really surprised. He looked almost stunned. And it doesn't look necessarily like the guy did it because he was so shocked and how everything happened and how scared he was of the walker. I think the mother and father or the owners killed each other and I wonder if that's how he ended up with the gun and I'll explain why later because later on he happens to have the gun and he has an opportunity to use it and he doesn't do it and that's twice that happens in this show Um, and it's the same guy who's holding the gun Mm-hmm. who had that opportunity and he never uses it. I think he prefers for him to think that he's a badass, but really he's real chicken shit. Well, that would, that would explain why they're so complimentary of Chris and his dispatching abilities, you know, just yeah. seeing him do that. Eat but, him. Yeah, they need someone like that. And, and the, you know, the thing is, and, and that's probably a good explanation there because – it looked like the, the the pools of blood around mom and pop were pretty fresh, and and that was the thing that made me yeah. think that you know they killed him. But no, you've got excellent logic there, and I, I think we're going to find out yeah. later that they haven't killed anyone themselves, and they've just gotten away from everything. I re- yeah, I really don't think that they did. I I really don't. Um, but that's just my assessment, and I got a chance to rewatch it, and. That's what really came to thought, especially in the other two scenes, because he has a chance to shoot at um, Chris when they're driving off and his dad, and they didn't do that then, and they could have. And then they have another opportunity uh, later on in the show towards the end mm-hmm. where he can shoot up, shoot someone else, and he doesn't do it. Chris quickly dispatches angry, jilted, infected girl as the others continue in. Um, Also, one of the guys that apparently killed the mom and pop, of course I could be wrong in that, um, has an infected go on attack on him. Chris takes this opportunity to spike that infected from behind, saving the life of the other guy, and then takes off, running back to Travis, carrying the beans and water. He gets back to the Grand Truckster station wagon and tells Travis they need to go now. 
Travis doesn't have to take a hint, so they take off on the holiday road. After some driving into the night, uh, where there's some father and son small talk. Music, aren't you? Yes. I'm on it. I'm on it. So after after some driving into the night, where there's some father son small talk, and because he couldn't give him a beer to drink, Travis takes the midnight ride as a good opportunity to teach Chris how to drive. Now, is it just me, or is giving your son driving lessons at midnight during the zombie apocalypse really the best way to do that? No, you know. Well, it I, is I when your foot's hurting. Yeah, yeah, who knows how bad uh, Travis obviously isn't trying to let out how bad he might actually be. Exactly. Uh, but, well, you know, you got to learn your night driving, too, but just preferably, yeah, considering we don't even, you know, there could just be dark abandoned cars up ahead for all they know you know so yeah light time would have been a little better this is where we finally cut back to the hotel where the other group was holed up last week alicia is now standing by a door inside a uh, a hotel room counting the affected that are walking by and flipping her butterfly knife like a thug on payday she puts i made a mistake last week (laughs) I made a mistake last week that I want to clear up. I was talking about how she was tying up her hair and everything last week, and it was actually my memory of the preview of this week that I was talking about. Ah. So I probably sounded like a major idiot on our last episode, but that's nothing new to people who have heard me before. (laughs) You know, I was asking myself, when did that happen? But I didn't go back to watch the episode to see you were wrong. You know, like, this is how I want to see my beloved Alicia. (laughs) Alicia puts her Alicia, hair back, yeah, which yeah. lets you know she's about mm-hmm. to kick some infected ass and also almost makes her way out into the hallway and into the mouth of one of the dead. Thank goodness for peepholes. Back from another break, we find that Chris picks up driving well enough not to run over an infected walking down the highway. However, as the wagon runs out of gas, he and Travis have to stop off the road and make camp. Is anyone else a little disappointed that he didn't cream the zombie? Because I thought that's the way we were going at first, but... <laughs> I was proud of him for not doing a dumbass thing because it's the only vehicle they had at the time. And if he would have done it, no telling what would have happened to yeah, the damn yeah. vehicle. So I was like, well, way to go, Chris. You actually did something right. Well, we're talking uh-huh. the cousin of the show where Lori got in a car accident on an empty freaking road once. So Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah. You just never know how stupid they're going to get with, with cars in this universe. Yep. <laughs> stupid as they need them to be. The other thing, though, that, that kind of bugged me in, in rewatching the episode, in, in rewatching this, I noticed that, um, you know, they come to the scene with Alicia where she's in the room, she pulls her hair back, get ready, gets ready to go out, and then they cut away again. I mean, you know, the first several minutes is Travis and Chris. We get like 15 seconds of Alicia, bam, back to Travis and Chris. Yeah, well, so that was my problem with last episode. Travis starts a fire making sure anyone else driving around will see them and encourages Chris to sit by it. After some father-son discussion on what to what to do in the new world, another car comes down the road. The Three Bro Migos, copyright Chris Hardwick, <laughs> shows up and wants to buddy up with Travis and Chris. They're complimentary of Chris's skills at taking out the infected, as these are the guys from the mom-and-pop taqueria. I just want to throw it out there, I am trademarking Chris and the Dude Bros as a band name. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. I like that. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, back at the hotel, uh, Alicia heads out in what appears to be an empty hallway. Soon, however, a number of the infected come out of every hall and corner Alicia by the closed elevator. She opens the doors by hand and makes a leap for the cables just as the infected get there. 
Several of the infected fall down the shaft uh, on the waiting car two floors below. Alicia starts to climb desperately and has a hard time of it. However, a woman calls out from the floor just above and offers Alicia a hand. Once she gets out of the elevator shaft and onto her floor, the woman, who is the hotel manager from the wedding, brandishes, brandishes her axe and asks Alicia, where is he? Now, is it me or were those the cleanest elevator cables you've ever seen? Aren't they well, always, I mean, like, covered in massive amounts of grease? I've never really taken time to look inside an elevator shaft, right? Yeah, me either. So um, I can't answer that Okay, mechanically I, I, accurate. I, I've ridden on top of a couple elevators in my time. I've gone okay. through the door in, in my time. I've been nearly arrested in office buildings at times. Uh, oh, we need to do a podcast just on your Mission Impossible adventure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> but again, this is, you know, 30, 30 years ago plus, um, you know, when I was, you know, in my teens or 20s and my friends and I would all go out in black clothes and get in trouble. But, you know, that's that's older elevators. And that's, you know, when I was working at Montgomery Wards, and it was an older building. Uh, so, again, you know, things may have changed. But still, you would expect it to be greasy and dirty and nasty. And, you know, she gets a little scuff on her cheek. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. But the, the my point is, is that in the elevators I'd seen, there's no way you would have been able to climb those cables. Right. Because yeah. you'd just been sliding right down into the hands of the walkers. Or in this case, the the fallers. <laughs> I thought it wasn't a particularly well uh, filmed stunt either. It just like really wasn't that exciting at all. They, they probably should have just kind of found a different way out of the mess for her altogether. Because just the stunt work wasn't there. I mean, you can tell they were just basically, for the most part, you know, filming her on a on a very secure rope and and then cutting away to the the zombies and then cutting back to her and. Yeah. A couple things that made it look like she was moving. So, yeah, it wasn't exactly their top-notch stunt work. But. Yeah, she didn't have the strength to actually pull herself up like that. No. And no. they didn't show a whole lot of the elevator down towards the bottom. It, it almost looked like a picture, and they just had the strings up, yeah. you know, where she could hold on to. But the rest of it on the bottom near her feet really did look like a picture to me. So the dead started dropping in the shaft. That was pretty cool and going splat on the. Uh, yeah. Although they went more splat on that that elevator top than they did off four stories of the hotel. You know, right. To the courtyard, but hey, picking the nits. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, nitpicking again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn us. <laughs> no, remember they don't feel pain. They don't, you know, they, they may be they may broke something, but that's not going to stop them from trying to walk. True. True. <laughs> Yeah, but most of them falling off of a what an eight-story building, if not more, would they're mushy. They should not be. Their body should not be able to handle that type of impact. And then he they get back up and walk. Yeah, hey, Omar Little jumped out of a four-story window and he was okay. So. All in the game, yo. <laughs> All in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know that, that, from that height that they'd be street oh, pizza, oh. but uh, yeah, they should Gee, be. Thanks pretty... for supporting me, guys. Thanks. <laughs> no, they should be messed up. I agree, they should be messed up. But you know, you know, as we watched last week, they all fell on yeah. their sides in different ways when they hit. 
Um, but again, you know, you have to land certain ways to actually pulverize bone. Yeah. Um, it'd be worse if they it's actually landed tall. on the hip. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Again, more Brian's secret knowledge about right? death and destruction <laughs> that we don't want to ask too deeply about. Yeah, don't run my credit check. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Back at the campfire, the three bro amigos let the guys know they were on holiday when it all went to crap. <laughs> they questioned Travis and Chris about San Diego and asked them to join them, being impressed with Chris and his confession of taking out 17 of the wasted, as the boys call them. Travis declines, but is willing to tag along to the next stop. So, do we like the new name they've given our walkers, The Wasted? Yeah. I mean, it's just another Some name. of my best friends have been The Wasted. I'm a little insulted by that. Really. <laughs> right? I, I Exactly. <laughs> now, okay, did anyone else catch, because Brian pointed this out, and I don't know if he's going to get to this, but... Uh, Oh my gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Hello? Yay! I'm not the only one it happens to. I have so much stuff going through my mind right now. You know, it's it's going 90, minute, 90 miles an hour, and I'm trying to just hold on. <laughs> this, this hour is your moment of zen, Beth. This is where you got to let go of, of the potential job stress thing. And Oh yeah, just breathe. <laughs> Uh, but Brian had noticed something about this, uh, uh, the guys and Chris and his dad is that he was really upset. It pissed Brian off that now all of a sudden he wants to fight to be with someone when he couldn't be with his mom and his sister, you know, his stepmom and sister. It was just this pissed off moment for Brian because he realizes hey well now that they're giving him all this kind of praise he's just like yeah I want to hang with these guys you know just because they're accepting him here. Yeah. yeah peer pressure well I don't even know if it's that it's just that he's getting complimented yeah yeah for the you first know, time ever it seems. yeah it's for the first time ever it seems that you know anybody's given him any props for anything that he's done. I think he sees it that way. I mean, as do most teenage boys, you know, in one way or another. Um, but I'm sure it's not completely the case. I doubt like Travis has been a horrible father over the years or anything like that. But well, Travis is, you know, and he's still trying he's to maybe just, not. He's still just trying to do the dad thing. You know, he's still trying to instill in him certain moral guidelines and you know the kids just like why you know and, yeah but i don't know I, I don't i think travis has come to this a little realization that he can't and that's why he got chris the hell out of dodge in the first place though mm-hmm. i think he, he he was really afraid of what happens at the end of this this episode and we'll let you get to that all right so in the hotel Alicia finds out that her savior worked at the hotel and thought that Alicia was part of the guest contingent that are still there. She also thought that Alicia would know where her nephew Hector was at. Alicia explains about her group that she's with and says that they can band together to help her get Hector back. Now, back at Bromigo Camp, Travis and Chris settle down in a tent after a night of beans though we don't get a Blazing Saddles homage. <laughs> Three <laughs> too bad too. Yeah, because, you know, 
They discuss the bros and where Travis wants nothing to do with them. Chris would like to hang with them as a group. Travis puts his metaphorical foot down as the real woman hurt too much and tells Chris they're not staying with the group. Chris doesn't take that really well. Now, when we go back to the hotel, it's morning, and it shows that Alicia and Elena, who was the hotel manager, are hurting the affected down a hallway into a hotel room. Alicia leads them in and closes the terrace door behind her. Now, as the dead all walk into the room, Elena locks them into the room. So as the dead try to get through the glass doors, which start to crack, Alicia escapes on the terrace with the help of Elena in the next uh, room on the terrace, moving over. Using, was, it, was that, were those bed sheets that they used to do that with? Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, they themselves a nice little rope. Yep. Secure rope to walk along the ledge with. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Now back from the next commercial break, we go back to Alicia and Elena as they enter the ballroom. Wait, wait. Don't you think that when she was crossing over with on the ledge with the uh, with a sheet and uh, the manager girl was helping her out, don't you think that when they came through the window that they would have fallen over? Well, yeah, I, that, I mean, that that didn't none bother. of them did. Well, that didn't happen. Yeah, you're you're right. It didn't happen, and that did bother me. But you know, the thing that bothered me most was that. They didn't go ahead and get the bed sheet and all that stuff ready beforehand. And she had to rely on Elena coming in there and opening the door, you know, getting into the, locking the door with the the walkers in there, going back to the other one, going over and throwing the sheet around. And that was... I guess so, especially if they planned it. Yeah. They planned it awful. Okay, Um, yeah. No, you're right. But I guess the only explanation was they couldn't get to that part of the hallway. They just worked it out that way. But it seems like they could. Um, Okay, so let me see here. Now, back from the commercial break, they entered the ballroom that held the wedding party earlier. Elena confesses that she had locked them in there after uh, after the father attacked the daughter, which is why the guest contingent doesn't like her or her nephew. Alicia comforts Elena and tells her that the group has seen and done worse. Her group. Her group has seen and done worse. She also promises to protect Elena, which I thought was kind of arrogant, you know? It just seemed like she's she's speaking for them. She didn't have any right to do that, and she doesn't really know this woman. Yeah, no, I agree. I think mean, she kind of... Yeah, but she feels that she... You know, writing checks her body can't cash or her group can't cash. Uh, yeah, so I was a little taken back by that, too, because it's not like... This ain't Rick Grimes' group yet. They haven't seen that much shit. Not you know, not anywhere right. near <laughs> that level anyway. And but so, I, I think she only did it because she feels she kind of comfort her and debt yeah, and do a little to alpha her for saving thing. a life. Yeah. yeah, saving her in the elevator. That 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 does make sense. Um, and there's another point I'm going to make. That's, that comes up later though. All right, so back on the road, Travis, Chris, and the bros are in a pickup on the highway and the bros are trading college stories when Brandon starts telling Travis how the end of the world and lawlessness has made the boys gods in his mind. Mm-hmm. Chris breaks... Talk Go ahead. about arrogant. Now that's fucking arrogant. That's youth. Oh, makes me want to slap that kid well, silly. Kind of more evidence too, I think, that, that they really haven't seen shit themselves either. They they're, haven't, they're, or... Done shit yeah. for that matter. Because they're just sitting there talking about, yeah, I got so wasted and I had this girl, and you know, and it's just like, oh my gosh. 
Yeah. These guys really don't know where they are. Yeah. Um, Chris breaks up the discussion as he spots uh, the farm off the road, and they all pull over. Now, after looking over the place, Travis tells Chris that they should stay on the farm and build what life that they have there. Chris, of course, wants to go with the bros as he feels acceptance with them. Chris runs with the bros to check out the barn, only to find it's full of chickens. And as the boys chase the chickens around, Travis spots three fresh graves and realizes that someone still lives there. Now, did you guys notice the date on the graves? Yes. Yeah. Um, couldn't recite them to you now, but yeah, I noticed that the... Uh, they were all in 2010. Yeah, yeah, 2010. And that just shows you how far back this is supposed to take place. And Which I, matches The Walking Dead. Well, yeah, it does. But the thing is, we've seen smartphones and other items that were on this show, especially at the beginning, that were made after that. And so there's things that, you know, they didn't they didn't look at that back when they started the show as intently as they're looking at it now. Yeah. And that's because they're listening to the fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bros check out the barn only to find it's full of chickens. And as the boys chase the chickens around, Travis spots the fresh graves, realizes someone still lives there. Alicia and Elena reach the hotel bar, only to find it's barricaded with chairs. Alicia sees the dead in the bar and wants to open the door to find her mother. As she calls out for Madison, Elena tries to stop her. And at that moment, though, the guest contingent, including the mother of the bride and the groom from the wedding, show up with Hector as their hostage. The guests want the key to the hotel and Elena, <laughs> from Elena, and they want Elena gone. Now, Elena gives them the key without hesitating, and just as they get Hector back, Alicia pulls open the doors to the bar, letting the infected out and protecting her, Hector, and Elena at the same time. Now, at this part, I was kind of like, wait a second. So all these people get locked in that, that ballroom. As, uh, yeah. as it's uh, happening, and the mother and the groom, the groom who's right there next to it when it happened, the mother and the groom all are are, are, are able to get their way out of there. Yeah, I'm hoping they, they have a little scene splaining some of that, because, uh, yeah, I, I did not see that coming. I figured kind of, you know, the whole, the first scene there was just kind of a nice little vignette that they wanted to show us of, of you know what happened as the thing was all the shit was hitting the fan and you, you know, know I still don't know after the bride got bitten where the hell did the groom go for him not to get bitten next right he should he have been right, right next to his right yeah so as I said hopefully they'll, they'll do another flashback for us or, or they're stretching our logic glands yeah, even farther at this one I know <laughs> Yeah, because I could see him setting up to have you know. As I said time is getting a little sketchy in this, and they really have to tighten it up. And the, those graves didn't help either, because it does not really work out. Even with you know the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead hasn't been it hasn't been like six years time passed in the regular show. I don't think. Well, that's something I wanted to address also. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't have to worry about here and fear the Walking Dead just because of where they're at. But on on Walking Dead. We've never seen a winter. No, I mean, you know, they've been mostly primarily down south, but the south gets winter, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're right on the same same level as, as parts of Georgia, and I can tell you there, you know, yeah. the summers we get very hot, but in the winters we can have a freeze, we can have snow, we can have ice. 
any weather you can imagine. And oh my gosh, the ice is the worst. Yeah, I mean, we, you can kind of gauge, but we don't even really know how old Judith is. She seems to be still under a year, you know, even in the show. It's supposed to have been like just over two years that yeah. this has gone on. Still doesn't take us up to, so I mean, Walking Dead proper is in 2012 then. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I guess, but. So, but they, yeah. they'll always <laughs> skip the winter. I mean, it, you know, it's just. Because it, winter seemed, would seem to be the easier time to to survive. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that might Maybe that's just when they get a break. That's when they give us a break on the show, and they're just like, well, in the show, all the zombies are frozen for a yeah. while. So. Yeah, I think it would be great it, when they start to enter into that room because they're going to certainly run out of things to do. Yeah. And doing everything in the ice will just add another level of difficulty and another layer of things we haven't seen, which will be great. Yeah. I don't expect it to look like Game of Thrones or nothing, but I, I certainly expect Winter to see is some coming. Ice. No, yeah. winter is here on Game of Thrones when that comes back. Um,. But, you know, I, yeah. I'd certainly laugh or freak out if I seen uh, a walker on a horse with blue eyes coming at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, so uh, back at the barn, Travis wants to leave with Chris, but Brandon tries to convince him all will be just fine with the bros. The farm owner, however, comes back with a rifle, and a true Mexican standoff ensues. <laughs> Travis tries to calm things down and tell the bros and Chris they should leave this man alone. Going back to the bar, though, Alicia, Elena, and Hector come across an infected Maddie wannabe. Once Alicia realizes it's not her mother, though, she knifes her in the skull. Then there's a back and forth here from the hotel to the farm, but the standoff continues where Alicia and the others go through the hotel tunnels to get away. On the farm, though, one of the bros chokes a chicken, causing the farmer to shoot him. That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is right. This is, well, as, as Chris Hardwick said. Still a family show. As Chris Hardwick said, <laughs> the farmer shot the kid for, for uh, stroking his cock yeah. in the barn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the... Um, now, the kid got shot in the leg, didn't he? The Is it Baby James? Is that what they called him? Yeah. Yes. And he got Why? shot in the leg, so he's probably yeah. going to survive unless they got him right on the on the uh, the femoral artery. Femoral artery. Yes. Thank right. you. How do you know that? I'm, I'm, now you're always asking me. You're always asking me. So said in this podcast, stays in this podcast. <laughs> Except right. for everyone else that'll listen to it, I guess. So back in the hotel tunnels, the group gets cornered at a door that should not be locked, according to the, uh, Elena. Infected are closing in on them. Back in the barn, Travis once again tries to calm things down, and for his troubles, Chris shoots the farmer, ending the standoff. In the hotel, just as the walker's about to reach Alicia and company, the door opens, and Alicia sees Maddie and Victor Strand. They get out and block the door. Travis kneels over the diming farmer. Chris reaches out with a hand to Travis, but Travis shrugs it off as the farmer appears to breathe his last. And that is the end of the episode. Yep. Well, Chris is growing up so fast and becomes full murdery. Yeah. Yep. Should have made him look at the flowers, Travis. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, I I sit there and I, I think about 
not just this show, but a lot of shows that are on lately. And the tendency with the writers is to make every character compromised in one way or another. Yeah. You know, and I'll use this as an example. Um, Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. In the very first episode, we see him do just something completely reprehensible, something for which you should never be able to forgive that person for. And he throws the kid out the window to boot. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, you know, as the series has gone on, they've put him into several positions where it actually makes the audience root for him, root for his yeah, redemption, yeah. root for him to survive or get, a, get ahead or whatever. And... I, I just get the feeling that's what the writers are going to try here. They're going to try to see if they can show um, Travis bring Chris back or somebody else bring Chris back. Um, but, you know, I mean, well, the thing is we're seeing – we've already seen it on Walking they, Dead proper with Carl. Yeah. I don't think they're going to – I think uh, Chris is committed to his new life of thuggery and, and murdery stuff. Uh, and I think he's going to probably end up being – I think Beth's actually right. that The, the, the dude bros are we're positioning – you know, the only reason they're being so nice to Chris is they're like, this guy is fucking good and we can survive with him. And, exactly. You know. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you completely nailed that there as, as far as how that group is because – their leader had so uh, Brandon had so many opportunities to use that gun, and uh, the thing is, is that as as the discussions had gone on between him and Travis with Chris there, I could have seen multiple occasions where that guy probably would have just capped Travis, you know. But the only thing that makes me wonder still is Chris's concern for Travis and. You know what Chris thinks Travis thinks of him. Yeah, but no, that look you shot him though, I I think was the end of that, man. I think that was like, this is how it is from now on, Dad. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He Uh, didn't give him an option. And his dad just sat there, and I think at that point you can see his face. And you don't, he's making a decision in his mind. This is my son now. No, I won't accept this. Or, damn, my son just shot this man. Cold blood, yeah. In cold blood, he is what Madison said he is. He's yeah. he's he's going crazy. And, and he's awesome. And, and I, I will tell you right now that Travis is going to make his decision in the next episode or down the road that he is going to try and help Chris through this and bring him back. And the reason why I say that is Travis still hasn't accepted the reality that he's in. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking about this earlier while I was rewatching it. I'm just like, somewhat, and this, I think this is how it might go down. That, that foot isn't getting any better. And I think Chris might end up having to put his own dad down. This is just my prediction. And you know, join the dude bros full time. And well, and, you say the so foot's not kind of, the foot's not getting better, but there were several times in the later part of the episode where he was walking and running without any trouble. Yeah, but there was that scene in the car too, where you know Chris looks over and he notices that the, the foot's not well. You know, yeah. right. some infection going on and stuff there. Right. Because um, the dumbass ran after him with no freaking shoes on, but. Whatever, but yeah, I think uh, I said someone. This is horrible to say, but I almost think that 
someone should do a mercy bullet for Travis, and I think it might end up being Chris, because he still hasn't got it. He's still holding on to that illusion that things are going to get better, there are people working on this. And I think that last scene was Chris just being like, this is it, Dad, This you're fucking deluding yourself, and I'm the new, I'm the future. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kill or be killed, you're, you're a wolf or you're a sheep. Um, and and come with me or not, you know. And I think Travis is faced with you know a couple, couple options at this point. He either has to take out the other, the dude bros, you know, and, and free Chris from their influence, right? Or he has to get the hell out of Dodge and go try to find Madison or whatever. I don't think there's. See, I think I he's going to try to save be... Chris, but I don't think there's any saving Chris. I think that. He kind Chris of crossed that moral line in this one. That, yeah, he did. And those guys. This wasn't like a Carol burning him. people. This wasn't, you know, for the good of the group or anything. This was flat out right. cold murder. It was. And, and then Chris puts his hand out to his dad, and his dad turns away from him, yeah. mm-hmm. um, rejecting him, you know, and what he's done. I think right there shows that. He's not going to take it. I think the next thing he's going to try to do is get him away from, from those guys, and I don't think he's going to have it. And it's a possibility that one of them may shoot him. Yeah, I think it's just it was a confirmation for Travis that although he's still they're not writing the character consistently because he still has these moments of hope, hope, hope. But then again, I still think he's very intentionally. You know, made sure that him and Chris weren't. I mean, he told Nick this. You know, Chris can't come back to the group right now. He knew that he was going down this road, right. and he's been trying to stop him or at least keep him away from other people, so he's not tempted to go down that road. And here it happened anyway. So it's like just a complete defeat in Travis's eyes at the end of this. Yeah, yes, but that's true. What I see happening, just because of the way they've been showing Chris's concern for Travis. You know that he is a son that loves his father. He, he's concerned about him. He's worried about him. He doesn't always agree with the way he wants to do things. But he cares. genuinely cares about his father. So when Brandon or one of the guys says, hey, this guy is such a wet blanket, we need to kill him so we can move on and be free. And that's going to be the point where Chris either caps all three of them or caps Travis. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be like, he'd choose between his father and becoming king of the apocalypse. I think he's always going to, you know, try to save his dad, too, as his dad's going to try to save him. But He doesn't like to be given an ultimatum. Yeah. This kid, if you give him an ultimatum, he's going to choose the opposite just to spite you. Yep. And that goes for anyone. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people are definitely that way. They definitely do. Yeah, but it's kind of been taken up to a different level <laughs> at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like my way or the highway, Dad. You know, this is how it's going to be. I'll take care of you, but you have to let me kill people. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to live my Love way. Love me the way I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, and be thankful anyone... you have a, an adept psychopath son to get you through the apocalypse, Dad. <laughs> right yeah. now, did anyone? Um, what did you think about the fake Madison and the uh, woman that looked like her? Kind of I mean, cringeworthy. Even, that was horrible. even the hair was bad. 
Oh, just, so it's bad. Getting, you know, they did a shit ton of it over on the other show too, and and the little the the jokey red herrings are are not amusing anymore. Walking Dead. It's it's time to. I hate this. I always feel like such a scumbag when I say this, but it's time to have a scene where that actually is Madison, and like, oh shit, she's dead. That's it. That's because that's the universe, man. It was. It's supposed to be no one's safe. Anyone can go at any one time. Or and, have her at least all bloodied up. Yeah, and like to yeah. make her look like she's a walker, yeah, doing but a she's alive or something. Yeah, right. Kind of cool. That would have worked for me. Yeah, but I mean, there's you can do enough of it to raise tension and raise the stakes and all that narrative shit. But it gets to be you have to use it sparingly and wisely. And I don't right, think and this was do. just a poor attempt. It yeah. really, really was. Like the previous episode with the walker falling off, that was good because that could have been Ophelia, and we still really don't even know, you know, where Ophelia is. Oh yeah, that was a great attempt, but this just failed. It yeah. was a massive fail. Yeah, we still don't know. Telegraphed is the, the cheek biting in the beginning. You, you know what, what's interesting <laughs> is I just looked up both the director and the writer of the episode, and. They they have no ties whatsoever to the original Walking Dead series, mm-hmm. so it could be that you know that, you know the showrunner maybe not be sitting there saying you need to pay attention to all this just so you're not copying it and everything. Yeah, uh, it's I mean it's an old go to trope that you know to build tension and and pretend that there's stakes and I don't know, but as I said, unless. Unless occasionally you do show that there are real stakes, then it, it doesn't have any effect after a while. I, I think right. I think that the Glenn dumpster moment, yeah, kind of that was the that was almost like was, a jump the shark moment. Yes, it, absolutely. Fonzie was in the house. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it just took the show somewhere that every variation of the show, whether it's regular series or, or fear, is that. But we, they we backed viewers. themselves into that corner. Because yeah. I totally bought it. I totally bought that Glenn was done in that episode. Because it looked I like it was too. tearing his I, flesh apart. I was sitting here screaming at my, you know, practically You're weeping. screaming and I'm bawling. Yeah, She's and I'm just bawling, like, getting they, a headache. They it was Glenn. horrible. They hate Glenn, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was actually very pissed when they rolled that back because it's, it's like that's the way you should have done it, man. Just shocking out of the blue like that. That's um, what I hate the most is when they when they do the most shocking like um, Herschel. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was so gruesome. Yep. And I fell in love with his character. He reminded me a lot of my dad in his stillness. Yeah. And his ability to talk with someone whenever he gets to know you. You know, he's he's just uh, he. He loves conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Now, he it really just caught me so off guard. I I cried for a long time. Yeah, that was that was brutal and in your face. And it wasn't in the books. Another character went out that same way, but it was a different character. Yeah, and then uh, see the, it coming. The next couple of days, <laughs> every time I thought about it, I would tear up. It just it it really got me and i was like man i can't believe it wow how they killed him you know and at the same time i was in all of how they did it yeah 
it was so great. That whole scene now, was. Are you talking about how they explained him? Undertaking. Are you talking about how they explained his survival, or just how they showed the so-called death? No, the death, and then the fight scene during, before, and after yeah, okay. were just spectacular. Yeah. You know that whole thing with the the governor just showing his muscle. Okay. Yeah, and that's why this wow. this cliffhanger they did on the other show. We're allowed to talk about the other show now. Yeah, I got clearance. Yeah, um, but this thing they did on the other show with the, the cliffhanger for the whole season, and uh, that would have been more effective to do at the end of the season, in my opinion. You know, and, then, and all of the people that work on the show like immediately started coming out and apologizing for it. When Wait, it now, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about... It, he's the, talking the Negan about kill. The, the Negan kill that, they built up to... But that was yeah. the end of the season. No, yeah, it's a mid-season... No, that was the end of the... That was the end of the, the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. They should have let us know who he killed at the end of the season. Oh, no! That's... I mean, the, the, uh, I knew uh, that... I knew it was going to do this... The I mean, honestly, that, that's... That, that, that happened. Like was, a... Yeah, I mean that you you have to expect that. That's how they bring it you back. It took all the impact the out of it, in my opinion. It's this, just but this everyone is their, knows what we're waiting for. You know, it's the who shot Jr. The, moment. You know. Yeah, but uh, there's going to be some incredibly high ratings for the first episode coming back. But I'm afraid it's going to drop significantly. It will, because so many people were pissed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They want to see who it is, but that's going to give them the closure they need to walk away unless they can do something incredibly brilliant. And they shouldn't brilliant. even be pissed. They know uh, it's supposed to be Glenn because he's been a- alive way too long. <laughs> and, uh, and that was how he bought it in the books. Yeah, which is why having him die at the dumpster would have been the best but plot see, and they, choice they could have made in the show. And that but was I think my the thing most about shocking the dumpster. moment is if they did Rick. That could be too. I don't know. And that would blow our entire theory. You yeah, know, and I would. think it's possible. And I think that that would be a well, great even if surprise. Nick is, or Rick is the walking dead, I don't think he could survive a Lucille beating. This is well, true. Well, no, not, if, like and not if they did a Herschel either. If they yeah. chopped his head off, that's it. It's a done deal. Right, right. But uh, it, now, going back to Glenn, though, when it, the thing that, that bothered me about it is that Glenn's situation there was handled like a republic serial yeah and if you watch the old republic serials uh you know whether it was captain america hawk of the wilderness buck rogers or or whatever at the end of every single one of them there would be a moment that looked like oh the hero died like he runs into a building and the building explodes you know yeah yeah. and it looks like he died and then the next week you come back and you see he actually had enough time to run through the entire building go out the back and get into a dumpster before the building blew up yeah of course but you don't have to do that when the show has uh, half a dozen heroes you know it's half a dozen characters yeah right but in, in glenn's supposed death at the dumpster you, you saw it, and it looked like, from the angle that we saw, that Glenn's flesh was getting ripped apart, and he was yeah. screaming. Yeah, yeah that then, dumpster death was amazing. But when I they came to back to that. it and showed how he got away, he couldn't be screaming because that would attract the walkers to his body as well. So yeah. he had to just sit there and be quiet and climb away and let all the, the, the blood and flesh and everything fall on him so that he could you know pass as, as one of them. Right. You know, no, it, you're right. it was it was it was just a completely juxtaposition of the whole, you know, the situation. So it couldn't happen the way that they showed it initially. 
And now I've got a whole bunch of people that are trying to go back to Netflix to watch all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we should save that for our upcoming Between the Show and the Next Show recap thing that we're going to do. Well, I think yeah, we've almost baby, done it. Yeah, baby, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but oh, we'll, get, we'll hash it over again because I'm, I'm still okay. angry, but I'll save my rants for then. Right. Now, going back <laughs> to this episode, you know, we saw Maddie and Victor at the very end, but Victor didn't even... Victor was just, like, there for about two seconds. Yeah, and were they in a bathroom? I mean, is that where they managed to barricade themselves in? It was I have no idea A little unclear, but it wasn't a very big space. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't want to barricade yourself in a bathroom because you would be trapped forever. Yeah. There, there's no holes on the outside of the door for you to sit there and look like Alicia had in the rooms. Yeah, and probably not even a window. And no, yeah, and no fire exit or any other kind of exit. You know, you just. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll be getting. Well, we how... didn't get to see all of that yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I'm sure it was their only option. I mean, hopefully, they'll go back and show us that scene too. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I still enjoyed the episode. Obviously, it's. Uh, no. Said, good to see uh, Alicia kicking ass. Yeah, just some really weird things. I, I didn't expect the guest to show up, and I think that's... Yeah, now, we, again... We need some more explaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it, it really is, it just is one of those bizarre things. You now look at the mother and the groom, and you're like, I wonder, did they become a couple now? <laughs> yeah, who fucking knows anymore. One of those gross things. Now, did you yeah. notice who the bride was? Uh, no, but I, I, the mother of the bride, I, I finally figured out who she was because she looked familiar. But who was the bride and what she been in? That was Sissy Spacex's daughter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can see that. Now, that doesn't mean anything to most people because I, her name's Skylar Fisk. Mm hmm And, yeah, she's uh, the daughter of Sissy Spacek and Jack Fisk, who they met on the set of Badlands back in 1973. Oh, wow. Badlands. I like that show. And did, Have you seen it, Scott? The show? No, I have seen the original movie, Badlands. Now, did you oh. know that, that... The show is good. Did you know that Sissy Spacek was supposed to be Princess Leia? No, I didn't know that. No. And Carrie Fisher was going to be Carrie. <laughs> but she didn't want to do the, the supposed nudity, scenes of nudity that they had planned in Carrie. Right. And they wound up finding a way of trading places with the blessings of all involved. Wow, that's cool. That would have been a different movie, wouldn't it? And <laughs> both of them. <laughs> that would have been serious right? alternate reality. I wouldn't actually see those versions. <laughs> I know. I, I can't buy that in my head now. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, at all. See, now you can see Sissy Spacek and Christopher Walken as Han yeah. and Leia. I could see Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, God. Wow. No, it happened the way it was supposed to. Yes, and it couldn't have gone any other way and worked. I'll say that, that's for sure. I'm so tempted to try a walking impersonation, but I know I'm no good at it, so okay. I'll spare the audience. <laughs> I want to ask predictions here. Of the characters that we've been introduced to, we've been introduced to a lot in this episode. Brandon and the Bromigos, the yeah. hotel guests, Elena, Hector. Who's going to join the group? Uh I think it's possible that um, they're going to accept the this manager that's come out because they she saved the, her daughter. Madison's going to allow her into the group. Yeah, you know she's dead. Just, she is going to die a vicious death 
because I, I gotta think most of the wedding party probably will too. The ones that are left. But. I, I kind of think that either the mother or the groom, one of those two, is gonna wind up with the group. Oh, anyway, the mother was uh, the the main female starship captain on Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Gets you're talking. Gets crushed about. in the door. Yeah. That's the only place I recognized her from. <laughs> she always dies. I didn't dies. recognize her at all. <laughs> Yeah, she well, always then, see, dies. She's one of those expendable it. character actors. So, yeah, she's probably not long for this show either. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know where this is going to go. I said I had my theories about the Chris, Killer Chris and the, the, the dude bros. but um, I think Killer Chris is a given. And I've been saying for some time now that I think that he's a serial killer. Yeah. I, Since they haven't had one on the show... That's who he is. He's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I think they'll kill Chris eventually. Chris or Travis, I don't think are long, is long for well, the world. I, I think that, that Chris will survive, and if he goes down this road, he will be the big bad at the end of one season. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't object to that at all either. The kid's a great actor. Yeah, play yeah that he part. is. Um, he just, like, that last look he gave Travis... And it's it pretty intense. And, and just for the record, a lot. just for the record on the call on the on the, the podcast official, I will say I was wrong. Ruben Blades is not back. <laughs> oh, as I said, yeah, IMDb, yeah. We, 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 screw them from now on. They've just deceived us and given us false hope. And uh, who knows? No, because I'm still waiting for uh, the gal from uh, from the raft. Yeah. Uh, Alex, yeah, Alex. Alex uh, to right, come back. Is it like fifteen episodes, or are they sixteen this season? Fifteen is even... what I saw. Um, okay, so we got five more to go. So, yeah, anything, yeah. anything is possible. Hopefully, they make some stuff happen, and we do something other than just the hotel and Chris and the Dude Bros. Because I want closure on some other shit too. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't so remember. We shall see what happens. I, mean, I don't think I saw the promo for next week yet. I'll probably look it up after this. But and you know, I just want to throw it out there. Uh, congratulations to Chris Harrison and his new bride. Oh, Hardwick. So Chris Hardwick. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Chris Hardwick. Just Chris in case Hardwick. you should ever happen upon this on the internet's there, Mr. Hardwick. Yes, we are fans. Congrats. Um, and boys like our age, he looks good. For his age, Hollywood treats Yes, him well. and he looks so happy. Yeah. Bragging about his ring, pointing yeah. at it. I only have yeah. one nitpick about that Talking Dead uh, afterwards. I just think him and his him and his friend that he brought on there, who was a really funny guy, but I think they were like a little too familiar with each other. Oh, yeah. uh, the one from last night, or yeah. the, the guy from uh, the last show? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking Dead. I just thought they were like. Two back and forth with their friendship shorthand, and the other guests were a little lost. Miffed. Yeah, they yeah. they were definitely lost. Yeah. Now the back and forth in this episode alone was giving me whiplash. Um, uh, I thought last episode was worse, but I agree with you. They're gonna stop that. <laughs> well, the last episode, you know, I mean, it, you know, I, I I caught it and it was bugging me a little. In this episode, of course, having to do the synopsis, I think also adds to the, the yeah. mileage on it. And you sit there and go, okay, so I've just written a whole paragraph. Oh, one sentence. Okay, paragraph, sentence, sentence, sentence. Yeah. And you're just so like, my, oh, my gosh. Why, why do they keep going back and forth like this? Because there was no 
correlation between one scene with the bros and then the scene with Elena. You know, it just yeah. there, there, when you expect when you see a back and forth in in anything that's theatrical, you're always expecting there to be some sort of tonal, either a dichotomy where it's completely different, right. or you expect it to one to complement the other, and it did neither in these situations. Yeah. yeah. It was just okay. There's this story, and there's this story. It wasn't even like Fantasy Island, you know, where it was just a complete juxtaposition of one from the other. Yeah. So is it fair to say it was dead? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, So conclusions on this one. Um, I would want to stay at the Rosarita Hotel. They've really kind of made the service there look not too good. Yeah, the staff is a little ornery. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't yeah. put up with any shit. The party gets out of hand, they, you're done. They you know? have the worst emergency light system <laughs> yeah, ever. Apparently, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Said so the, the 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 wedding party escaped somehow, so maybe they do have fire escapes or walker escapes at least. Well, you got to figure. Uh, really, in reality, okay. So the father dies. All right, comes back as a walker bites the daughter. Everybody else is like, what the heck is going on here? Now, the daughter, she got bit on the face. She wasn't bleeding profusely. She's not going to die really, really quick. Right. If they hold him down enough, you know, he might bite one or two others, but it's not necessarily going to be so quick that everybody dies real quick, turns real quick. You know, the father had probably the quickest change of anybody ever on the show. Uh, Yeah, there there have been a few. Yeah. But, you know, it was just, you could see that there's a way that they could get out from all this. And obviously with the groom surviving, as close as he was to the father, that, um, you know, that things didn't happen the way you just think that they would, where it would just all of a sudden explode with infected. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't understand why she locked him in the way she did. Because she wants to say that she was saving the rest of the people that she had in the building. That makes perfect sense. Actu- no, wait. It it doesn't <laughs> just yet. Because there were plenty of people near the door. Right. But that she could have gotten out before things got worse. Okay, she knew, according to the mother, that this sickness... There's a bunch of, just, you know, the sickness group of is stupid real. gringos, man. She's already got their money. Where does she get? I know, but... but <laughs> I do the same thing. She learned, that is so wrong. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> but she learned from the mother that the sickness was real and it was spreading. All right? Yeah, I gotta think she knew more and about it anyway. That they didn't any know. hotel that that stuff's starting to go on. If the if the country in Mexico is thinking about closing its borders to us, <laughs> then somebody must know something, and and it's probably informed yeah. places like you know things like hotel managers what they should do. Yeah, but she doesn't know how the infection is spread. She just knows it's there. It's right yeah, there, we, and so she doesn't know how, know she knows how know. many people in that room are actually infected. So it makes yeah. sense that she would lock the door and leave everybody in there. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I saw that and I'm like, yeah, knowing what, what she's supposed to know right there based on what we've seen, just on what we've seen, her actions are not completely reprehensible. Yeah. I don't know. I, I disagree with that to a certain degree. I think she could have saved a few more. 
on the way out, she could have said, let's go, and they would have totally followed her, no questions, and they would have gotten out. And then she could have locked the door behind her. But she didn't no. even bother. She didn't even attempt to try. And that's what makes her in the wrong. Well, because she's always using the word contain. Yeah, again, I, you know, the, the evidence is there. There's really nothing worse than a stampede of panicked white people. <laughs> there really isn't. We're a fucking unruly lot. And, uh, yeah, I'd I, I lock us in, too. <laughs> oh, man. And and you can send all the letters calling me a traitor to my race at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like, put care of Fear the Walking Dead in the subject line. No, it's okay and to hear that white people. here I am, the Mexican, trying to save the gringo, <laughs> and he won't let me. You're a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay to it's okay to beat up on the white people. You can beat I know up my on people. them all day, all, all, all day, all night. Anybody else yeah. is forbidden, though. Yeah. Whew. We've earned it. Now, does, <laughs> so I'm saying we've earned that. Does Travis have the worst taste in vehicles? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I love that you call that the Griswold mobile. You know, <laughs> perfect. Well, I'm surprised the damn thing had gas. So, apocalypse time. I'm looking for. I will search the land for the biggest freaking monster truck I can find. I want protection. Well, you know, the, the actually Mexico is a, is a better place to be than up here. And it's one of those complaints I've always had on the regular Walking Dead. With the use of ethanol in, the, in our cars yeah. up here, we make the cars pretty much undrivable two, three months down the road if they're yeah. not driven. The ethanol yeah. will eat up all the hoses and it basically corrupts everything, destroys the engine. They've never really addressed logically. There's just cars for everyone on, on these shows. but Right, yeah. but, but down in Mexico... You're not going to see the the use of ethanol down there. They're going to just have regular unleaded gasoline or or whatever. So they probably the cars will last a lot longer. Yeah. There yeah. than they would here. Plus, apparently, the population of Mexico is only like two thousand people because there are no walkers still, other than very small concentrations of them. <laughs> but, eh. Well, it could be that they were in Tijuana. Yeah. It's supposed to be the most populated. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be in Tijuana. Yeah, they, they were all just, they were all just chilling at the at the cafes and cantinas and other dens of iniquity. Yeah, and <laughs> somehow they're that. still locked in there. Yeah. none are in the streets. What the hell, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, they knew that San Diego got blown up. Yeah. And you know that's like okay, the gringos are blowing everything up. Get the hell out of town. Yeah, and where are the dude bros still going? They're still like, well, we're going home. Right after Travis told them, well, your home is a smoking crater, so probably not a great idea. But, That's yeah. Well, maybe, well, now that the the uh, poor Mexican guy is dead who owned the farm, I mean, maybe they can camp there for a while. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. It has food, and they can still keep planting. It has livestock. I'll tell you why they won't stay on the farm. Because they've already done the stay at the farm thing. I hope, yeah, we've learned our lesson from so, that. So they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that staying at the farm. You know, they may do the let's go up into the mountains and boom, there's the herd. They're at the base of the mountain, stuck because they can't climb. And they're gonna realize we can't go up on the mountain. 
if the writers are listening to this, they might go, hey, that's a really cool idea. But <laughs> that seems to be a logical thing if they wanted to try and go up into the mountains. But I don't know. What kind of mountains are there in Mexico? I don't know personally. There's, I would think there is more beach than mountain. Yeah. Well, you still have the central part, and you still have the the remnants of the Grand Canyon coming straight down there. Um, so, I mean, I could see... You know, because if you go to, to the when you go from Texas to New Mexico, as you start going there, you start hitting mountains and everything. Uh, and there's a lot of great ski places there as you get into the winter. So it makes sense that there would be mountain ranges there in there, but they wouldn't be so close as Tijuana. But you know, I, again, I don't know my geography in Mexico that well to sit there and say that there are or are not Hello? mountains. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm okay. here. I'm sorry. Yeah. So sorry, yeah. you were breaking out. No, no worries. But uh, you know, it's just you know the the idea of the mountains. You know, Travis's idea of the mountains it actually sounds kind of stupid because you know you can get to the mountains, but that's where you're going to find your herd. Yeah, one would think, and also you have to be able to get down from the mountains to get you know supplies and crap. Mm -hmm. You just can't barricade yourself on a mountain and survive for much longer than. Yeah, but if we really think about it, the dad is not going to go into the damn mountain. He's a no. He has no. He's not in the shape right. to go into a mountain. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hoping that they'll hang out a little bit, let him get well. If they're not going to kill him off, otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense to have him on the show. I, I don't have high hopes for Travis at this point. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him near the top of my Deadpool. <laughs> Him and Chris are about the top of my list, other than the peripheral characters that they can kill off any time, of course. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we should probably wrap this, because I actually have another podcast in like 10 minutes. Busy night for me. I have a prediction. 10. 10, <laughs> ten <Yeah>. minutes. 10. <laughs> I do have a prediction, is that I, I, I believe that they will wind up on a boat, if not the boat. I, I, I may, you know, Seriously. I will protest heartily if they if there's not a boat in the next five episodes because that was yes. that's that's what sold me on this one man so. yep and i hope that alex has the damn boat yeah, yeah something <laughs> it'd be a shame I, I don't know they they got some good characters that they they should not use taking full advantage yeah. of because their writing isn't winning any awards we're, we're cutting them a lot of slack in these podcasts as i go back and edit them and listen to them and we, we always have some pretty significant logic nitpicks, and I'd yeah, like to have an episode where we don't. Yeah, but at the end of the <laughs> that day, that would be nice. I, I at the agree. end of the Wouldn't day, yeah. we're, we're getting, you know, we're at the end of a zombie renaissance, all right? We, Sadly, yes. It started with uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, and it, we just seem to get inundated with a whole bunch of, of zombie things. And right, we, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and say it started with Romero's Dead. For me, but well, no, no, I I understand that, and you know, we had that nice flood. I know what you're saying, but I in the 70s that. and 80s of of zombie flicks, and then we had the 90s proliferation of of zombie yeah. stuff. But you know, when Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead hit, all of a sudden, can we compromise and go Return of the Living Dead in the 80s? I just refuse to give. I love that movie too, but I refuse to give Zack Snyder that much credit for anything. Well, you know, the thing is, everybody's do one good movie. Yeah. No, I, I gotta say I love 300. 
Yeah, I do too. But, oh, yeah. oh yeah, me too. So you know, it, it, you know, Zack Snyder's going to get some credit here or there for things, but those again, he's working off of other people's material. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that there was a zombie renaissance that started there, and we started getting more zombie movies, and they they were doing them right. They're making them end of the world stories. Mm, yes, but late. nothing has been like this. No, but on the Walking Dead. But the thing is, we now have a weekly, you know, we have a, a, a weekly, and it's almost year-round, thanks to having yeah. these two shows, where you've yep. got a zombie apocalypse on TV. It just, it just happened to come at the right time. Well, Game of Thrones is on, they've done the vi- vampire movies, you mm-hmm. know, and this hit right at the right time. It, it couldn't have been a more perfect timing, in my opinion. You know, they just had um, the show uh, Heisenberg. Breaking um, Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. You know, and that's a show you would think would never be on TV. And yeah. it had great ratings. And then they put this show on. I and mean, it's Heisenberg's Blue that's responsible for all of this. You know that, right? That's what they're going to eventually show us. And that's also what caused uh, that. That was Captain America's, you know, super soldier serum. Yeah, it's yeah. the blue stuff that they put in, in everybody on Agents of Shield that you know gives them their yeah. powers. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone should just tie all that together, and then uh, make it also what causes Godzilla's blue flame breath to to come out of. <laughs> And that, and then oh hey look you tie right back and to now Heisenberg. you're talking crazy blasphemy no wait <laughs> why not I mean my kid wants to be mega mega ultra Chris yep. <laughs> <laughs> what boy three heroes all fun Indeed. yeah anyway uh you know all that being said I think I've had a fun time tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another uh, interesting episode as usual. Uh, yep. It's uh, just chugging Thank along. And everyone who's listening, we appreciate you listening. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Professor Allen, you will be on the show again soon. I command you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, folks. Um, I almost called us weekly heroics. Cause that's what I'm recording next. Did you want to say something else, Brian? Uh, I was yeah. just going to ask my wife if the uh, cannibal stew. I mean, the the uh, Pork, pork loin stew is, is ready. Long pig. Mm. <laughs> Tainted meat. Tainted meat. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. Here are the Walking Dead cast, kids. Uh, join us again next week. Adios. Bye. Next week. Bye. Bye. Holiday road. <laughs> <laughs> that will be our closing tune tonight. <laughs> thanks a lot. Take care. <laughs> Let's go, Steve.